J Files on Double J. In 1995, a couple of brothers from Belgium formed a band called Soulwax. What began as guitar-based indie rock quickly moved to hectic dance floor beats. This transition ripped through the nightclubs in Australia in the 2000s and had a massive impact on our electronic music scene. So how did David and Stephen DeWally have such a blistering impact on a country 15,000 kilometres away? It just so happens that we inspired them first. I'm Gemma Pye. This is The J Files. In 2007, Soulwax were playing in Australia under their other moniker, Too Many DJs. It was during this tour that they revealed to Zanro on Triple J their surprising obsession with a particular Australian rock band. We're really big ECDC fans, um, quite obsessively actually, because last time we were here in Perth, we actually went to visit Bon Scott's grave. Did you cry? Was it a special experience for you? No, I just think he's no, he was one yeah. of the best, most amazing rock singers ever. When did you start um, listening to ACDC? Were you young or did you pick up on it a little bit later? I was 10, I think. Wow. Oh, me too. Me it's too. the first final I ever bought, Highway to Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I remember too, and I still think they're one of the most amazing rock bands. Um, those first records. And... I'm really, really obsessed with um, their older brothers who produced the records mm. um, and who later on did Flash in the Pan. I think well, probably one of the best electronical things that came out of um, uh, Australia. And um, wow. Yep. And they had a couple of tracks like Waiting um, for a Train and Walking in the Rain was one of the songs yeah. that they had. And actually Grace Jones covered that song. Wow. It was one of her uh, records. Um what other, other song? They Hey St. Peter. They had a, a track called Hey St. Peter, which is really funny. Um, I just think Midnight Man. One yeah, of the, it's yeah. kind of timeless. It's timeless. It's amazing. And they made it. I, I think they were trying to like produce something. Which And this is at the same time they did the first two ACDC records. So they produced those records, which still till today sound like some of the best sounding rock records ever, I think. Absolutely. And then they did Flash in the Pan, which is a bit of a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Australia rules. (laughs) Whatever the inspiration the Diwallis took from the Young Brothers, they absolutely repaid it to Australian music. But just how influential have Soulwax and Too Many DJs been here? We asked some of the biggest names in Australian electronic dance music, starting with fellow sample legend Tony de Blasi from The Avalanches. 
first time I heard of Too Many DJs was back in 2000. Rob had just made this mixtape called Gimmicks. It was going to be um, the taster for the upcoming release of our debut record, Since I Left You. It was little loops and bits from our um, from tracks from the record, all mixed and mashed and bashed together with other tunes like Jimi Hendrix and De La Soul and heaps of cool shit. It was actually pretty, really, really original for the time. I guess this was kind of the start of what became known as Mashup. So we were like, wow, this is amazing. And then I think around the same time we'd, we'd heard about these two brothers from Belgium who were kind of doing the exact same thing. So it's pretty wild to think about, you know, this was this was pre-internet being the connective force that it is today, that these two similar movements were happening simultaneously unbeknownst to each other. Soul Wax remixes were always, you'd always look forward to, to hearing them. Back in the mid-2000s, around then, they just, they had so many banging remixes, it was crazy. If I had to pick my favourite, and there's a lot, it'd be um, the remix they did of the Robbie Williams song, Love Light. The Rave Light dub remix. Uh, I was DJing in clubs around Melbourne at the time, and when it came out, it was just—it was just so crazy. It was that that era back then was everything was just you know the old-fashioned turned up to eleven, distorted and druggy, and um, they were just the kings of all that. The breakdown and, and build-ups in it are so epic. It would just, like, melt minds on the dance floor at 3am. Listening to it again kind of scared me tingles again, thinking about all those crazy times back then. They were constantly striving to be innovators, being at the forefront of movements instead of following them. Um, I think they influenced a lot of young musicians and producers to think outside the specific box of genres. They they were just influenced. You could hear that they were influenced by so many different genres of music and we were similar in the same way that, that we wouldn't just listen to or make, you know, music that was specific to a certain genre. You know, from punk to pop, metal, techno, indie, you can hear it all in their music. Anna one of our most successful DJ exports, played a gig with Soul Wax in the early days of her career. Luno says this was a formative experience. I first discovered Soul Wax slash Too Many DJs in about 2007. I was... A new DJ, I just started doing gigs all around Sydney and sometimes interstate for um, 
around a time that Modular Records was really big in Australia and I was lucky enough to be signed to their DJ agency. So we were doing a lot of shows with the Modular artists and around that time Soul Wax and Too Many DJs came out to play. I believe it was called Global Gathering and it was at Fox Studios and I was one of the baby DJs opening the show, but it was so exciting to me to be on the same bill as them. And there was the singles, there was NY Excuse that everybody was playing. And there was also e-talking, which was such a banger. But I guess for me, what really had me wrapped and interested at that time was the energy that they captured live and the kind of, the kind of spirit of dance that they brought to the table. But the interesting thing is, as time's gone by, I'm even more and more inspired by their music. I actually follow their playlists online where they they post a lot of different artists and I find their music really inspiring and forward thinking still to this day. I played their Tame Impala remix a lot a few years back. Their Marie Davidson remix of Work It was one of my favourite tracks of the year. So shout out Soul Wax, shout out Too Many DJs and thank you for always keeping things interesting and keeping artists like me inspired to keep it classy and keep it banging, keep it fun. Someone else who's a fan of that Marie Davidson remix is Dan Mack from Art vs Science. When I first heard it, it just sounded so unique. And they did some strange thing with like micro delay things. So that ding, ding, dun, 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 ding, ding. I don't know what it was. And it also has that really cool sample in there, which apparently is from, you know, a cl- it's a classic rave sample. The boom, 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 boom. Work it. Often it's in our pre-show playlist that we put on before we come out on stage. I discovered Soul Wax uh, in 2006 when Dan W from Art vs Science showed me Any Excuse, which is that really cool song with the awesome riff and Nancy Wang from LCD Sound System singing over the top. It was really in that vein of music from the likes of Uffy and Peaches, which was really awesome women vocals over the top of banging electro house and it was just starting to come through around that time we also saw too many djs at park life in 2008 that was our first year we started playing at festivals as art versus science and so we were backstage and I still remember vividly when they dropped Flatbeat by Mr. Wazoo or Oizo or something like that. 
Soulwax really influenced us because they had that live stage show but doing kind of electronic dance music. So I don't know how many pieces they are. I know it's a core of two, but there's lots of people on stage. There's really loud, dirty synths, but there's live drums and there's live singing. And that was in that same vein as, say, Midnight Juggernauts or The Presets, those kind of acts which were doing dance music but live. And that's something that we became obsessed with and that we really tried to do with Art Versus Science. Like Dan Mack, Julian Hamilton from The Presets has a vivid memory of hearing the Soul Wax track New York Excuse for the very first time. I first discovered Soul Wax uh, probably dancing in a, in a nightclub in Sydney um, back in, I guess, 2004, 2005, that kind of era, the early thousands. There was a, a really cool club in Sydney at the time called Bang Gang up in King's Cross and um, those DJs would spin a lot of kind of, you know, the dance music that was around at the time, that kind of punky meets disco meets techno kind of kind of club music, things like, you know, DFA and The Rapture and, and all those kinds of things. And um, and yeah, I guess I would have heard probably NY Excuse, which was a big hit at the time. Solax were really good at making sort of club music um, that was really great to dance to, but, but making it with kind of dusty old synths and um, rock and roll instruments or, or rock and roll drums. So, um, you know, the combination of the, the rock drums with the vintage synths uh, making this cool club music was really interesting and really exciting and, and certainly uh, was very inspiring for, for a band like ours. Because it's I guess it's mostly their whole rock and roll meets club music aesthetic. Um, you know, they use many of the same synthesizers and sounds as, as we use, and especially as we used to use back then. And just seeing them on stage playing these old Korg synthesizers and, and these kind of, you know, vintage drum kits, playing this kind of rocking club music was really inspiring for us because we were kind of trying to do the same thing. Um, we met Soul Wax many, many years ago when we were asked to um, support them on their UK tour. It might have been UK and Europe, I can't remember, but definitely a bunch of dates in the UK. So we got to hang with them and meet them and, and, and watch them play every night. And that was a super inspiring, really sort of educational time for us, just, just watching the way that they did it and um, watching the big crowds they were playing to. It kind of really put a fire in us and, and inspired us to come home and, you know, hit it harder when, when we came home back to the studio. One of the most important things they ever taught us was how to be nice to your support bands because um, that was so cool. They, like, we were really young and, you know, we'd only, it's only our first or second time to, to Europe, you know, and we were broke and, and driving around the UK in this tiny little freezing van, you know, trying to support this really cool band that we loved. And I remember on the last night of the tour, they gave us some really beautiful bottle of champagne at the end and sort of said to say thank you and you know and that was a really nice gesture from a band that didn't really need to do it and um i guess that really rubbed off on us and um hopefully since then we've you know managed to treat our support bands with the same kind of love and admiration
My favourite Thorwax track is an older one called, I think it's called Crack. It's this really cool kind of slower disco jam with um, this really sleazy kind of synth bass and this cool kind of almost craftwork kind of percussion over the top. Um, it's like super rigid and super electronic and super futuristic, but, but still really sleazy and dirty and you know, I mean, I hate those terms to describe the music, but it is. It's, if anything's a sleazy bassline, it's this one, and it really, um, it, yeah, it really inspired a lot of preset music along the way. It's not just the presets who love that soul wax track, crack. Rufus Dussault said it was hugely influential. Uh, it's just a wild ride. You don't really see where it's going from the start. Um, it's just a sonic escapade and it's just a, a very iconic piece of music for us. And Adam Hyde from Peking Duck said that song changed everything for them. It's the kick on anthem, the rave anthem. It's just an absolute heater. Um, it also changed the whole scene around that time. And um, I think still to this day, that rings true. You can hear a lot of elements taken from what they've done in music today. They've influenced our music uh, in such huge ways it's hard to even describe. Uh, the way that they rinse their beats, keep one loop interesting for, I mean, they can do it for over 10 minutes because they're the kings of it. But um, I think one thing that they do that a lot of people, producers especially, would envy, including ourselves, is... Um, the way they keep everything so simple and so tight, yet it smacks so hard and it's still so interesting, I think that's, um, that's a rare, beautiful thing that they've got down to a T. The DFA remix, obviously, with James Murphy from LCD Sound System of Another Excuse is massive. But a remix from Soul Wax, I'd have to say either Let It Happen by Tame Impala Oh, Sinrise by Goose. We actually played that not too long ago in Hakuba in Japan, and it went off. And that was made quite a while ago now, so it shows that their tunes still slap. Soul Wax remixes that absolutely slap. Sydney artist Brooks loved what they did with the Chemical Brothers' Hey Boy, Hey Girl. Two amazing artists in the one track. I first discovered Soul Wax in 2012 when they headlined Harbour Life Festival in Sydney. I remember their set well. It was just so electric and and forward-thinking, the way that they commanded the stage and worked with the crowd, it was just mind-blowing. I really admire their love for hardware synths, and I think that's something that has really impacted um, my own music in how I choose sounds, what kind of gear I like to look for. It's really inspiring to see artists actually using hardware synths and the original gear that was used. It's something that I try to apply to my own music. I'm going to go to the next one. 
While Brux was impressed by the Diwali Brothers' vintage synths, Patrick Liney from Cosmos Midnight says it was their intersection of rock and house music that really grabbed his attention. So it must have been back in the mid-late 2000s, like 2007, we were listening to Bang Gang DJs because our older brother put us onto their mixtapes. And so Soul Axe's music was pretty up there with like the French House and Australian Electro and all that and Modular Records. And I was just really drawn to their sound, how they blended like electro and rock elements pretty well. And I think it was the first remix we heard was the Klaxons Gravity's Rainbow remix that they did. And I was kind of hooked on their sound after that. DJ Levens from Heaps Decent got to know Soulwax on a personal level when he went on tour with them, but he'd been a fan of their work for years before that. The first Soulwax song I ever heard was in the late 90s, uh, watching Rage one morning, and the film clip for their song Much Against Everyone's Advice came on. I remember being, you know, this is in the at the time of the, the Strokes and the Hives, and a lot of uh, a lot of bands that, you know, there was like five of them in the band. They all wore suits and they all played guitar music. But there was something really really likable about um, Soulwax. And rewatching that clip, it's hilarious now because you know, uh, Steph has uh, like peroxided blonde hair and looks nothing like uh, not, none of them look anything like they do now. Uh, but yeah, much against everyone's advice, it's a pretty fun and memorable film clip and certainly made it let off that impression on me because I ended up buying that their first album. Um, and I listened to it a little bit um, and then I kind of forgot about them. And then I guess a year, a couple of years later, um, suddenly got really into mashups as I was getting into DJing for the first time. And um, I guess that was kind of what drew me to DJing was, you know, you could put a pop song instrumental with a hip hop song over the top of it and there was no one kind of leading the charge of, of, of mashups more than uh, too many DJs were at the time. A couple years after that, you know, having been a fan of Soulwax the Rock Band, too many DJs, the mashup geniuses, and then Soulwax, the kind of electro remix extraordinaires slash uh, crazy live electronic experience. I started working for different record labels and started managing different acts. And I started managing um, an artist from Melbourne called Muscles. And uh, Muscles made electro pop, and he found himself. We got we got Muscles signed to uh, Modular Records, and that was the same label that uh, put out um, Night Versions by Soulwax in Australia, and also was responsible for bringing out Soulwax here for tours. Um, and off the back of signing Muscles to Modular, Modular said we want to get Muscles in America, so they sent Muscles and, and me. Uh, tagging along as manager to America to go on tour in a full big tour bus and everything with Soulwax. And we did a bunch of shows on the East and the West Coast. I think it was about 12 shows all up. Spent a lot of time on that bus. I got to know uh, the many members of uh, Soulwax's very large at that time crew. 
I guess from that, when once you go on tour with, with, with a band, you kind of check in with each other whenever you're either touring the same country together or they're visiting Australia. I always uh, see Dave and Steph and catch up with what they're doing now. I'm still a fan of, you know, the kind of explorations through disco and other um, fun music that they do now. And it's funny to kind of look back at all the different genres that they've dabbled in over the years and it's all been something I've, I've enjoyed. I'm Gemma Pike. Thanks for listening to The J-Files. The J-Files.